Hey, what's up, Glow Girls? Welcome to the Glow Girls Podcast with Vanessa and Coral. Thanks for tuning in. We are here to bring you ideas and encouragement for glowing from the inside out every day. Today, we're going to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman and dating for young women. So first, we want to talk about what is Proverbs 31 and why is it significant to this conversation of um, a woman and dating? And so some background scholars guess that it was a letter written from King Solomon, that's uh, King David's son, to Solomon's son about finding a good wife. So that it's at the very end of Proverbs and it depicts uh, a woman and he's saying like these qualities are what you should be looking for. Something interesting though is that some scholars also believe that he was actually saying this is the type of man you should be for a wife. So however you want to look at it, um, it's definitely a standard that as a woman, you should be asking God to develop those character traits in you and you should be looking for it and your husband too. And then, so it depicts a woman, she's a wife and she holds high status. It says that in kind of the end verses that people think well of her, her children praise her and her husband um, does good to her and he trusts in her it says that throughout the entire passage and as women we should be holding ourselves to this standard and our husbands so with the opening verse outside of that is proverbs eighteen twenty two, and it's he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the lord as a as a woman you're a wife before your um you meet your husband or you even start dating and so when a man finds you he finds a good thing and the lord has blessing on that going back to the verse that you just read i feel like it's really important especially in today's day when not a lot of people are in favor of marriage like i've seen it grow in the last few years like like it's not necessary to get married but we pretty much were this weird thing where it's like we're in a relationship but we're never official that's never good we you don't want to get to that place so it's really important to understand like how to show yourself out in the world you cannot expect to be treated as a wife or like be become a wife or expect men to see you as a wife if you're not portraying yourself as a wife also and and not saying that you have to prove yourself to to other people in that sense like you don't have to outdo yourself or like ask for that attention in a sense but if if you're not wife material like how do you expect someone to in a relationship with you or in general to see you as a wife because I feel like with men, we expect them to behave a certain way to before we're in a relationship with them or uh, if we want them to become our husbands, we expect certain stuff. So like you can expect men to do that for you, but you're not doing that also because how is he going to know that you want to be a wife, that you your wife material if you're not showing them those characteristics that are really important? And a, and a wife, you know. Right. We don't want to do double standards. We just want to, you know, clarity. Exactly. So, uh, there are some important features in Proverbs 31 about a woman. And we kind of, like, picked uh, some of them to go over them. Uh, because we thought we were uh, they were important for this. So, the first one is she is worth a great deal and 
she is praised. And we can see this in verses 10 to 11 and 28 through 31. Yeah, so we wanted to read those for you. Verses 10 to 11, which is the very beginning, is a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. So that just depicts her worth. And it was there before she got married. And that matches with Proverbs 18, like we were just talking. And then 28 through 31 is her children arise and call her blessed. And her husband also, he praises her and he is quoting their praise. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Yeah, that's uh, really powerful. You can see that even your children will see like, oh, my mom is is blessed. Even her husband calls her blessed, which is really powerful. And it's it, it comes from that fear of the lord that we have and like that i feel like that's the most important thing the most important point ever if you want to be a good wife you need to have a fear for the lord and know that the first person in your life we even over your husband is the lord and god should always be first and everything else will come after that so the second point we would like to bring up is she is good to her husband and family which we kind of went over that uh, just now and we can find that in proverbs verse 12 15 21 23 and 28 verse 12 is she brings her husband good not harm all the days of her life and then 15 is um she gets up while it was still dark and she provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls Verses 21 is when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Verse 23 is her husband is respected at the city gate um, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. And verse 28 is her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also he praises her, which we had previously mentioned. But what each of these depict is that she takes care of her family she's taking care of her family while people are sleeping um her husband if he's able to be a leader for the land and in the city that means that she's running a lot of behind the scenes stuff that also means that she's good to them she's providing for them when it's winter and all of these seasons that depicts like winter or night um or looking into the future seasons could all be characteristic just different life circumstances and so she is always proactive in taking care of her family. And our third point is she takes initiative and multiplies things. I feel like this is really good because I feel like women are multipliers and not just in the sense of like they have children, not just in, in that sense, but in general, like women are really good at multiplying things. And, and that's what we bring to the table. Like we can take something simple and make it something great. And that, that's a very powerful image. And we can see that in Proverbs 31, verse 13 through 19, 21, 24, and 27. Yeah, so verses 13 to 19 is, She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark and provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out in the night. In 
her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. And then verse 21, um, we read that. And then 24 and 27 is she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes and 27 she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness so all of this are things that she does she's clearly a businesswoman she's a and she's a high-end businesswoman she's supplying merchants with things and she bought a field and then planted a vineyard so she's going through multi-step business transactions we're not telling all of you that you need to go start a business but we are telling you are you thinking ahead in the decisions you're making now on how they're going to benefit you in the future because this woman clearly she is um deliberate in what she does and she spends time plotting all of that out and so we really want to take that into perspective and our fourth point is she is both generous and humble and we read a little bit about this earlier where she was given to those who needed help and we can see this in verses 15 20 and 26 yeah so 15 is uh, the part where she gets up and provides food for her family while it's dark and portions for her servant girls to get up that early like um i just that really pointed out to me how generous and humble she was because she she does a lot she has almost a right to sleep in you know and so that's a humility as a mother and as somebody that runs business and you know she she gets up and takes care of all of that 20 and 26 she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy that's just a beautiful thing the bible tells us to take care of the widow and the orphan and the refugee and the poor and she's using her resources to do that and then verse 26 is she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue so clearly like she has she speaks with authority Um, wisdom is different than knowledge wisdom comes out of experience it comes from the lord and it comes from um, a a sense of understanding versus just head knowledge so when she speaks she's able to speak into situations not just about them and faithful instruction is there so she guides people in the way in the right path and i would say that comes out of probably a, a strong spiritual life because the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom which is also found in proverbs so we're all through proverbs today and our last point is that she knows how to prioritize and we can see this in verses 15 through 18 25 and 30 yeah so 15 to 18 is her getting up while it's still dark and providing food 16 is she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings she plants a vineyard she sets about her work vigorously her arms are strong for her task and she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out in the night verse 25 she is clothed in strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come every Every girl loves to have that in their bio, I feel like. And verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So starting at 30, I feel like having your priority being God automatically is going to make you attractive to a man that also fears the Lord. And for most of us, that's our goal here. And so we want to look pretty and we want to be charming, but we know that that's not what we're called to. We're called to a life of fearing the Lord. And in verse 25, she's not fearful of making moves in the present to impact her future. 
and, and so uh, with that becomes strength and dignity and that's what we're going for all stemming out of the fear of the lord after reading all of these features for the proverbs 31 woman we also would like to bring up uh, boundaries in your relationship we feel like this is really important just in general with your relationships and we we talked about this uh in our last podcast about having boundaries with like friendships and just relationships in general in your life we kind of like want to bring it up again because it's really important to have those uh boundaries set up whether you're just in a relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or if you're married it's really important it looks different for everyone not everyone has the same boundaries uh that than other people including your partner because they could have some certain boundaries that are not the same as yours so you kind of have to like tell your partner those those boundaries because they cannot read your mind so you should be very clear about your boundary from the beginning before the other person makes a mistake to cross a boundary that you had be clear about it and don't be afraid to speak up on those things yeah and i think in boundaries and relationships they're a little bit harder to discern and to find because you i mean you love that person and you probably love your friends in maybe like a similar way of how much you care for them but there's a deeper level with your significant other and there are three ways i would talk about that there's independence interdependence and codependence so independence i feel like is just not choosing not to depend on your partner at all and that's not going to give you a successful relationship because you're never going to bond and you're not going to have the support and the the beauty that you could be getting out of that there's codependence and that's entirely placing your emotional needs onto your partner and there's a certain level that um your significant other has in your emotional needs there's a certain level of dependency that you can go on them but codependence is that crossing the line they're responsible for making sure you're happy all the time and that's just not um, feasible and then there's interdependence where you both recognize the other's strengths and the other's weaknesses and you work to um, combat and make each other stronger together so interdependence is um the fruit of good boundaries and the other two might tell you that you need to either set or um, maybe rethink some of your boundaries as a couple and with boundaries also comes protecting your relationships from either internal things or external things it could be either from family or friend friendships around the relationship uh, you have to be careful with those things especially when it comes to family because it's kind of like a weird thing uh, because you don't want to be disrespectful with your family or your par- partner's family because they're basically your family now also. When you're, when you're talking to your partner about this type of thing, like boundaries, you also have to mention family and friendships. And, and I know there's like some issues when it comes to like mothers-in-laws. I feel yes. like a lot of people <laughs> complain about them. And it's it's a very touchy subject. And I feel like it the issue always starts with not being honest with your partner from the beginning and like setting those boundaries then your their family for example their their mothers might come in and step over your own responsibilities as a wife and they want to take over them because you didn't set up that boundary from the beginning you have to understand and they have to understand that in that relationship is just you and your partner 
there's no one else outside of that. You don't need their opinions on things because you know your partner better than anyone else. So protecting your relationships, um, it's a very multifaceted, but it's so important to having a healthy relationship. The last thing we wanted to talk about was realistic relationships versus um, idealistic relationships. And so we tend to idealize relationships. We think, especially when you experience the love of Christ in your own relationship, that it's you're always going to just be infatuated with each other. And that's not the case. And so we just wanted to talk about realistic versus idealistic relationships. And I feel like that comes a lot from your own expectations that you set up before getting into that relationship and that's really dangerous because sometimes we could set up like a very unrealistic expectation uh when you go into a relationship you have to go with that open mind that not everything is going to be perfect because then people think it's oh it's just going to be all nice and stuff we're not going to have any problems we also have to come with that humbling heart knowing that we pretty much have to like die to ourselves in a sense like it's very sacrificial and there's always going to be a sacrifice whether it's your partner doing a sacrifice or you doing a sacrifice there's never there's never going to be that perfect moment there's always going to be a sacrifice and that's something that I've learned lately um because you're both different people and you're not always going to agree and one of you it's always going to have to sacrifice their own ideas or their own expectations so that they can meet your expectations so that's that's really hard and if you think about it it's so unfair to expect your partner to like fulfill all of the things that you want in like a storybook because if they turn out and expect that of you you would say hey that's not fair and so going back to the proverbs 31 woman Um, I would say some applications for this are ask God to make you into this woman and I guarantee you these verses will turn into like a checklist when you're praying them consistently and asking God to develop these traits in you but they take time and they take pruning and so pray that and ask God to make you that and if you're single then you have a gift of being able to focus completely on yourself you have a gift of spending like extra extra time with god um so spend that time and work on yourself and become that woman so that you are um by definition a wife when a man of god meets you and uh, hopefully he knows what he has and if not someone that does will find you and if you're in a relationship then you now see the standard that you can hold yourself to and ask god to develop that in you as well and you can also have a conversation with your um boyfriend or your fiance or your husband about maybe how you guys can be developing more as a couple and um proper expectations of each other and evaluating whether you're codependent independent or interdependent and really just assessing where jesus is in your relationship because there's three of you it's you your person and jesus so be encouraged if you're single be encouraged if you're in a relationship and seek the lord for wisdom on how to navigate both of that because it's it's hard but it's fulfilling so thanks again for tuning into our conversation of the proverbs 31 woman and dating in our next conversation we're going to be discussing what is to be a light catch you next time